I don't know if that's somebody's declaration this morning.
displace us and drive away sickness from the midst of us. Father, I activate the ministering angels in this place to place and to honor us, to deliver us, O oh Lord. This is a time that you speak with us. Father, please speak, O oh Lord, and heal. You said in your word that you sent the word and you will heal them. Father, I decree in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Greater works than these will we do. I decree in the name of Jesus, Father, let there be healing of the world. Let there be administration, activation of the world in our veins. Let the world minister healing, minister deliverance, minister success, minister promotion and elevation unto us. Father, let there be no vessel that shall leave this place the same way they came. Let the world ignite passion and, and, and greatness in them like never before. Father, for me, I totally decrease that you alone might increase. I am but a vessel. I am so, so, so happy to be but just a vessel. Father, let it be that when the people will look, they will see only you and they will hear only you. Father, please, Lord, let me say everything you want said and nothing you want said shall be said. Take glory, Father, at the end for these and many more we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Please, can you put your hands together for Jesus? Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Please sit. Have a wonderful seat on top of him. I, I have been so rushed by Thoreau. Uh, they didn't even allow the praise or, or the worship session to go on. She said I should come forward. Even while living here, she said I have only 30 minutes. There is only second service. I can minister for a long time. Praise God. I don't like to be rushed, but I must honor my Oga in this ministry. Thank you, Ma. I will be fast. I will be fast. That is why I will try and break things out. And the more I can break, I will say the best part of it in the second series. First, I bring you greetings in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want to thank you very much for coming to church. I usually say that we are living in terrible times when people don't want to worship God. And for you to come here and even sit, even when you came because of somebody, you believe in this God, and you believe in the God of that person. That is why you have come here, and the God of that person will not disappoint you in Jesus' name. I also want to thank our mama. A wonderful woman of God for keeping us together. Please put your hands together for her. I loved it. I loved it so much the way people celebrated her. And if you even can increase that, it would be very wonderful. I also want to thank everyone that is here present. I cannot forget my beautiful wife for making me worthy to stand here. God bless you, ma'am. God will increase you in all dimensions in Jesus' name. Amen. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1 to 7. Hebrews 7, 1 to 7. Hebrews 7, 1 to 7. And I read, For, for this, Melchizedek, the king of Salem, the priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being the interpretation king of righteousness and after that also king of Salem which is king of peace without father without mother without descent having neither beginning of these nor end of these but made like unto the son of God abided a priest continually now consider how great this man was unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spells and verily they that are of the sons of Levi who receive the office of the priesthood have a commandment to make to take tithes of the people according to the law that is of their brethren though they come out of the loins of Abraham but he whose descent is not counted from them received tithes of Abraham and blessed him that had the promises and without all contradiction the lays is blaze of the bitter. I read seven again, which will dwell more. And without all contradiction, 
the lace is blessed of the better. I read it again one more time. And without all contradiction, the lace is blessed of the greater or of the better. Praise God. I will be talking to us briefly in 25 minutes or thereabouts on the topic I titled The Law of Honor. The Law of Honor. The Law of Honor. We live in wonderful times. We live in wonderful times and it was promised to us by God. According to Genesis 8, 21 to 24, when the flood, after the flood came, Jesus said, or God promised that he will never destroy the world again that way. But as far as we live, there will continue seasons. There will continue times. Season for sowing, season for harvesting, season for dry, season for winter. And that implies what we see in our lives today. There are times we will see wonderful things. There are times we will see bad things. There are times we will see terrible things. There are some times that will be as if we want to give up. In Christ, none of these seasons is bad. But because God knows that even when we stay in these bad times, we will not want to continue in these bad times. It also makes a leeway for us to get out of the bad times or to get out of the problems. And by that, honoring. Or by that, I will call it law of honor. Honor is a law, which I want to expose to us today. Honor is a law. It is like when we say a law of, for example, in physics, we say law of gravitation. I think we are all students and science people. In physics, we say law of gravitation. If, as I am talking like this, I by mistake jump to this ceiling, without, if I am still in this room, without any contradiction, the law will bring me back, will make me to fall, and I will fall very well. So if you jump from maybe any height, as far as you are in the earth realm, you will always go down. Even when God is God, God cannot change it. Why? Because it is a law. And we also have a law of honor, a law of honor. God in his mercy, God in his might can never change any law of honor. Why? Because he has already programmed it so. Even Jesus Christ, Jesus himself could not change it. What do I mean? We want elevation always. All of us, as we're sitting down here, we want promotion. We want to increase in different affairs, in different areas of our life. But the truth is that not all of us will increase. Why? Because we trivialize honor. What is this honor? What is this honor? Honor is the discernment, the recognition, communicating, and celebrating of same. I will put it this way. Honor is the discernment communication and reward of the importance of man in our lives. I come again. Honor is the discernment, the communication and the rewarding of the importance of man in our lives. I come again. Honor is the discernment, the communicating and the rewarding of the importance of man in our lives. Praise God. I want to start by telling us that every blessing that we will receive or which we are going to receive will come from God through man to us. Please listen carefully. Every blessing and no one whatsoever out will come from man to man. Sorry, from God through man unto man. And Satan also punishes, punishes us by sending his destruction through men to men. God will never come down from heaven to bless anybody. He will send any blessing he wants to bless you through a man to you. Even Jesus Christ, our Messiah, was sent from God through man to men. How? From God through Joseph and Mary to all of us. Any blessing God wants to send to a man will always come from another man. Even when Satan wants to punish you, he will not come by himself, Satan. He will come through a man to you. Invariably, what I am saying is that man has so much importance in our lives. 
Any man that you are sitting beside, any maybe you are sitting beside a female or anybody you are sitting beside you are seeing in this realm has so much importance in your life. And if you fail to recognize that, you will always suffer. If you fail to recognize the importance of man in your life, you will always suffer. Why? Because even when God promises to bless you, man can stay in between and say, no, this will not happen. I used to believe when I was coming up that when God says yes, no man can say no. I doubt that is possible. When God says yes, if man stands in the gap and say no, your answer will be no. Example. God in his mercies had bled Saul, made Saul king, and say, oh, Saul, you'll be the king of everybody. And Saul, on the pathway, made a mistake, fucked up in her language. And God rejected Saul and said, you, Saul, I don't want you a king again. I have chosen for myself David. David, you'll be a king from today. And when God announced David, one of a prophet stand in the gap, which his name is Samuel, and say, Jesus Christ, oh God of heaven, I have not accepted this. And David continued to stay in the wilderness until Samuel accepted. God had to come down in heaven and dialogue with Samuel and say, Oh Samuel, how will you continue to be in this your mood? In this mood of crying, in this mood of being like this. Seeing that I have rejected Saul, stand up, take the oil, go and anoint David. Because I have taken David to be my king. People would have asked, why can't God move like that and say, make, just make David king without Samuel? Because God in his mercies, even the angel says, God, who art man that thou art so mindful of man? God understands that you are so important and he does not joke with you. Then if you understand that importance, then man and man joke with man. If you joke with man, you will suffer. Praise God. In Proverbs chapter, I think Proverbs 18 verse 15, because the Torah had warned me, I will just breeze. Praise God. In Proverbs 13 verse 15, if you check there, the Bible says that the way of transgressors or the way of transgressors are hard. Transgressors are people that violate the commandments and the tenets of God. God has kept tenets. For example, one of the tenets of God, the principles of God is give and it shall be given unto you. So if you violate that principle of give and it will be given unto you, if you do not give, you will suffer. One of the principles of God, like I started, is gravitation. If you, if you think that that is not a principle and jump from a story building, you will collapse and you will die. What am I saying? If you violate the principles of God, you will suffer. One of the principles of God is we should honor man. We should recognize the importance of a fellow brother, a fellow sister in your life. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I, I want to give us a, a story about what honor can do and then I will tell us why young people will continue to fail and if you change your ways from those things you will succeed I am not telling you what is not true I am telling you this morning what I have studied from people I have used it in my life some of you here sitting down here have used it in their lives and it is working so I am not telling you what is not true I am not telling you you should go and do wonderful things that are not true I am telling you what is true what is practicable First, let's go to Esther. Esther chapter 1. Esther is a long face of the Bible, but because of time and because I've been warned, I will not read any portion. Praise God. Praise God. So we keep to 30 minutes. Esther is one of the portions or one of the women of God or one of the portions, let me start like that, that is very peculiar in the Bible. How peculiar it is. If you study the scriptures before Esther, they will, God used to work with people through a mighty amount of valor or through maybe a prophet. God 
who want to speak to his people through prophets or do signs and wonders through a prophet or through a mighty man of valor like David, like people that were so wonderful. But Esther is one of the only books that God chose someone from somewhere, from nowhere, and began to work with the person. Why did God choose that person and begin to work with the person? Because that person exhibited the law of honor. In the book of Esther, if you read it very well, it started by telling us about a king that there was a king named King Ahasuerus. This King Ahasuerus was a ruler over 127 provinces. 127 provinces is like 127 states. Please bring it down, sir. Bring it down. You are disturbing me a bit. 127 states. So what it and the Bible says is from India to Ethiopia. From in, if you study the map of the world and check India to Ethiopia, that is very vast. So it's like saying 127 states. 127 states should be like four times of Nigeria. He was the king of that. And the Bible started by talking about that it, they came one time that he made a feast and invited a lot of people. And if you study the kings in the Bible then, or the kings of those times, they had a particular thing. What they do is that they would create a feast, invite people to come and see their splendor. They will display things, display things, display their army, display things. In today's society it's still happening though, but not like they do those days. They will display things and display things just for the people around them to see how mighty and how wealthy a king is. So this was a time for King Ahasuerus. King Ahasuerus also did that. Display things, but the word of God says the king was, was, was filled with wine. The king was filled with wine. And after he was filled with wine, he sent his seven chamberlains and said, oh, please go and call me my, my wife. Go and call me my wife so that my wife, what will the wife do to just come and show the beauty? The Bible says that Queen Vashti, which was the a wife of King Hazarus, was fair to look upon. What that means was that the queen was beautiful, was fair to look upon. So they sent the seven chamberlains, go and call me the king, queen. And the queen also in this time was also having another party with her people around there. So these chamberlains went to call the king, to, sorry, to call the queen. And when they went, they said, oh, please come, the king wants your presence. And Queen Vashi, knowing what the king wants to do, that she just wants to come and parambulate, room around, so that the people will see her beauty, felt very insulted, like some of us will feel, and say, please go and tell the king that Vashi is not coming. Praise God. And the king, when this message was delivered to the king, the king was so wroth, the king was so angry, and even called his own principle, his own people, to say, please come and give me counsel. And if you're a man here, that is one of the bad things you should not do. Never, when you have problems, go and call your kindred to come and give you counsel. Sit down in your own and think. So when they called, the, he called his chamberlain, say, come and give me counsel. They said, this thing that this queen has done, other women, when they hear of it, will do it. They will think that, ah, the queen has done it, so it is the right thing. It will come a time in this kingdom when men will call their wives, come, and the wives will not come. The wives, they will refuse the husband's call. And before you know it, it will transcend a generation. Queen, you have, sorry, king, you have to do something terrible to this queen. And for that terrible thing, send this queen away. Praise God. The Bible concluded that Vashti was banished. Vashti was sent away. And the queen ordered that they should be made another feast so that he can select a wife. That was how Esther, if you read the Bible, came to the palace. But I don't want to look about that. Esther came. And Esther started to display wonderful honor. Let me look at the part that all honor did. Esther recognized the importance of men in her life. But before then, Esther got into the palace and one man named Haman, Haman wanted to destroy all the Jews. He wanted to destroy all the Jews and even made a decree, a decree that cannot be changed. And the stories continue that 
Mordecai sent Mordecai because he was the closest person to Esther. Sent for Esther and said, oh, please, Esther, this man wants to destroy us. Please do something. Send the first time. Esther refused. Send the second time. Esther refused. I think send the third time. And now told Esther, don't think that this thing will stop with us. It will stop with us now. I think in, if you go to Esther 4 verse 13, Esther 4, Esther 4 verse 13 to 14. Please, let's go there. Media, Esther 4 verse 13. Esther 4, 13 and 14. Okay, then Mordecai commanded to, to, to answer Esther. Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews, 14. If thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knows whether thou come to the kingdom for such a time like this. Praise God. What I am trying to tell us, Esther went to the palace and forgot about that she was coming from as a descendant of the Jews, that there was trouble in her father's house. That is a story for some of us. Some of us will enter in a place I will call arrival, and they will forget everything about themselves. I will put it in the Bible palace, they will forget that will forget. They forget everything. And if you are like, because the palace is a very sweet place, arrival is a very sweet place that can make you to forget things. And if you are like that, please change your way. So Esther changed her ways and now said, please declare fast. And the whole ministry ended like this. And Esther went to meet the king and pleaded. This was a woman that was under so much pressure. They want to kill her, kill everybody that is aligned or related to her. And she went to the king and said, oh king, please, I just want you to come and sit with me in a feast. Instead of making a request, the king had already told her, Esther, my wife, what do you want? I will give you even to half of the kingdom. If some people, some people would have said, wow, this is an opportunity. Please give me a peculiar part of this land so that all the Jews can go and stay there. But she did not do that. She chose to honor. She chose to celebrate a man. She said, oh king, please come to a banquet with me. Not only come with yourself alone, but come with a particular man named Haman. And Haman began from stories of the scripture, began to go and make noise. That this king is so wonderful for me. They even invited only me to come to a banquet. When things suddenly happen to your life, please check. Don't be too wonderful, too fast to begin to say, ah, two good things are happening in my life. When you have sudden flight without any handwork, please check. So Haman began to make noise and went for the banquet. Praise God. Praise God. I am giving this story because of our sister. <laughs> we would have read. So, a man went uh, to the banquet and the king ate and drank. After eating and drinking, said, oh my wife, this is wonderful. Please, what do you want? I will give you to half of my kingdom. The woman under intense pressure, that is one thing as a man, as you should have to do. Please, fear women. Women are supernatural beings. A woman can be under so much pressure and will not exude one atom. So, but men, if men are under pressure, you will see it in their faces, in their body. Praise God. Praise God. So this woman was under so much pressure. They want to kill her. And she said, Queen, uh, sorry, king, if it pleases you, let me do this the second time. King said, wonderful wife, you want me to come and enjoy so much. The king ordered and accepted and said, please. The queen said, please, let Haman come again. And Haman came again the second time. And after the king had, had eaten, the Bible says that during the feast, also the banquet of wine, when Haman, the king was given wine, the queen, sorry, the king had drunk enough and said, queen, what do you want? You are too wonderful. You have done so much. You have celebrated me enough. You have made people see that I'm wonderful and popular, that I'm excellent, that I'm marvelous. Please, what do you want? I am telling you, when you celebrate a man, you open doors for yourself. 
you do not need any prayer. When you make men to understand importance of themselves in your life, you do not need one prayer. There are some things you should not pray for. There are some wonderful things you should not pray for. When you pray for them, you are under attack. When you celebrate a man, you open doors naturally for yourself. So Esther said, please, let's do this again. And uh, the king requested, said, please, king, at this second time, said, king, I am under so much pressure. People want to kill me. They want not only to kill me, they want to kill my father's house, kill everybody related to me. The king said, who, are, who is this person that wants to even kill my wife? He said, is it not this wicked Haman that is sitting here? The king was so angry. And the Bible says the king left to maybe, I would call maybe a, a balcony and to, into his garden. The thing from the scripture says garden. Went to his garden and stayed. And that is another wonderful point. As a man, when there is pressure, please do not take action. Do not take action. Why am I laughing? I'm laughing because my wife will begin to look at me somehow. Say, you that always take action when there is pressure. Praise God. Praise God. When there is, when there is problem, what you need to do as a man, leave the place. Go and think before you come back. Because if you take action, you might destroy things. Praise God. So the king went and thought. And the Holy Spirit and the law of honor has it that when the king came back, Herman had stood up to go and beg the queen, like the, maybe a queen was sitting like this, and to go and beg. But when the king entered the house, entered the house, he saw Herman. Herman was begging in his own righteousness. And he saw the, 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 the Herman by maybe putting his head on the queen's lap and say, even in my presence, you want to rape my wife. Ah, what is this man? You even don't want to kill her. In my own presence, you want to rape my wife. Then suddenly, somebody came out. The Bible says somebody came out and said, king, for your information, he had even prepared gallows for which he wants to hang these people. Who, did, who even asked him? Nobody. Because of honor. Things was just moving. Things was just moving. And invariably, the king said, hang a man. And a man was hanged. What am I saying? Esther celebrated the king. Celebrated the king to, his, to her victory. People of God, there are so many things that fight will not do. There are so many things that sword will not do. You can celebrate a man to death. You can celebrate someone to death. Someone is telling you, over my dead body, you will not pass. Maybe a lecturer. Over my dead body, you will not see the son of today. Please buy wine. Buy things. Go and visit him. I came here to honor you. Celebrate him. You, I'm telling you, there are things you do not pray for. You will celebrate him or her to death. That is what Esther did. There are things that you should not fight. Praise God. Hey, Esther celebrated Haman to her death. Honor is a wonderful sword that opened doors. Aside fighting, honor can also bring victory, like he brought to Esther. This was a two-edged thing. Brought victory and was a fight. She used it as a fight. Praise God. Then why is it that we and you, human beings, not me now, praise God, because I think I've understood this a bit. Why is it that human beings will never apply the law of honor? One, number one thing is that people look at fields. People look at fields. Whether you like it or yes, everybody that is sitting here have weaknesses, including myself. Some people are wonderful in temper. Some people are wonderful in other things. If you look at those fields, you will never appreciate a man. You will never honor a man. If you look at the field of man, but because we are human beings, we don't understand some spiritual things. How do I mean? God will never take a wonderful thing and put it in that kind of vessel that you, you feel should be put there. How do I mean? In Judges, 
In Judges 14, verse 5 to 15, because of time I will also read Judges 14, 5 to, 5 to 15. Judges 14, 5 to 15. Samson went to go and, um, with the father, to go and um, maybe pay the dowry of a woman. And as, she had, as the Bible says, when he went along the path, along the path, he saw a lion and killed the lion. While coming back, while coming back from that journey, the Bible has it to say that Samson was so beast, so beast. So he was thinking that there will be only in this place. So he was thinking that the beast would direct him to a wonderful tree where he can take the honey and eat. But the beast directed him to the dead carcass. A dead carcass is a carcass, something that has died and it is smelling. It smells so much. So Samson put the riddle. Out of the smelly thing come sweetness. That is what God bestows in hiding things in people. Out of a smelly thing will come so much greatness. Out of someone that doesn't look it will come so much marvelous grace. But can you resist the smell? Can you resist that tension of oh, closing your ears, or sorry, closing your nose and taking the grace? People of God, as far as you are on this realm, anything you want is on this realm. The only thing is that you have to sow into it to take it. Praise God. You have to sow into it to take it. People, as you are sitting down here, people will always come, maybe you are in one unit, to tell you about the wonderful or the wrong nature of a particular unit member. Please, everybody will have weaknesses. If you have seen a wonderful grace in that brother and sister you want to tap, please ignore the weaknesses. And I was, I was preparing this. I came also across a message that said, some of us, we will lose jobs because of the angry nature of maybe of, 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 of our bosses. Your boss is a very angry person. And you say, ah, you cannot contain the anger of that person. You just want to react. You just want to react. My brother, my sister, the person will send you away and he will say 10 years, 5, 20 years without a job. Because you cannot contain a weakness of anger. Praise God. What I am saying is that people tend to look at fields before they can regard a person. Please, brothers and sisters, if you see a grace which you like, don't look at fields. Forget the field. Just go after the grace. May God help us in Jesus' name. The next reason why people will always fail is that we lack, or we are too familiar, let me put it like that, we are too familiar with people. We are too familiar with grace. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. When you do not celebrate a man's anointing, you can never get it. When you do not celebrate a grace, or when you do not appreciate a grace, it is very far away from you. Seated here are people in this auditorium that you see things in their lives and you want that thing to come to you. If you do not celebrate it, that thing will never come to you. An example is that probably you see someone, you are a student here and you are always failing. You're always failing. You see your classmates, there are people around you that have A's and B's. Instead of going to them to go and wash their boxes, wash their clothes for two weeks, you would think, no, it's not a worship of man. What you would do is that because the person, you stay with the person in his or her room every day, you refuse to communicate honor. Maybe because the person is always brushing his teeth in your, in your uh, uh, backyard and you see how filthy or how that person is. You refuse to communicate honor to that person. My brother, my sister, the word of God is coming to you today that you will suffer. Not that you will, not that God wants you to suffer because you lack knowledge. How do I mean? No matter what a person is, no matter how familiar with a person, do not be too familiar to recognize grace. There are people holding, please, sorry, I am rushing because of our mama here. 
I, there are some things I wanted to say, which I cannot say. But no matter what you want, people in this place have it. People all over the world have it. All you need to do is sow into it and you take it. It is not prayer. It's not by prayer. If you want A's, there are people in your class having A's. Celebrate them. Sow into their lives. Go to their houses and give them something. Stay with them. Wash clothes for them. You will have it in no time. I want to give us a, a story, a small story. There are things you should not pray for. When I, was, when I got uh, employed in this place, there was this brother of mine that did not have a job. He was always complaining about job. I told him to relax. Job will come. Relax, job will come. And I didn't know how. We got connected and he started staying with me. Not that I wanted him to stay. But he started staying with me and started, uh, within, I think after some time, and started honoring me. Not honoring in the sense that before I leave for work, he will be the one, I did not mind that time, he will be the one to prepare breakfast. Even when I'm coming back, he will call me, what do you want to eat? And he prepare things like that. And when we come, we eat together. He was just, without him knowing, he was swing. I want to summarize the story that, the story has it that, I'm telling you a true life story. story. Within six months of him doing this, my, the brother got a job. The brother got a job. And his startup pay was almost equivalent to what I was, start, I was paid here when I started. Brothers and sisters, whatever you are looking for, there are vessels around you that have it. If you are looking for a husband, there is someone that has a husband. Go to that person and sow. You might not give anything, but stay with that person and watch the person. They, my pastor in Ikorabasi, that man has a school and he has a school. He has come from nothingness to something. When I mean nothingness, he grew up in Lagos without, as in nothing, and he is now something. And each time he calls me to take him to maybe a pastor's conference, each time he wants to put fuel in my car. I say, sir, please go beside me if I collect your money. Just stay in this, my car. I will chauffeur you to it and back. I do not need to pray for some things. Some of those things that you have, by the time I do that, I tap it without praying. Everything you want. Don't be too familiar with the person. Don't be, because it is your roommate. What does that mean? Because it is your friend. What does that mean? If you want to say, the person will say, oh, please leave. You know we are friends. Tell the person, please. I, I, today, you are not my friend. You are an apostle of this. Please speak to me. Don't laugh. It is the truth. I want to summarize this by telling us another story. There was this man of God. This is another story. I think some of us have heard of it. There was this man of God that... He was, he was a real man of God. He was praying for people. Things were working in his family. Things, sorry, things were working in the lives of people he was praying for. But chaos was happening in his family. Chaos, I mean financial chaos. Things were going down the drain. But he's the same man of God that will lay hand on members. And members will receive grace. Will receive anointing and go back and prosper. And they will come back the next Sunday and testify. The man of God prayed for me and doors open. I had a job. I had this connection. But in his own home, the home was going down. So on this particular Sunday, as the wife was sitting like you are sitting down, the man of God was praying. Suddenly the wife got the anointing and stood up and went home. Went home and the wife, or sorry, the husband the, with the pastor was surprised. Why will this woman just live like that without you? And now he read the message and went home. When he went home and said, oh, a woman of God, what is happening? If there is a problem, we can talk about it. The woman did not say anything. All the woman was doing was preparing a dish and now went to her closet and removed the holy of holies um, tray. Some of us, we have it in our houses. Those tray and place come out when spectacular visitors come. They will never come out. Only when the spectacular visitors come, that is when the trays come out. So she removed that kind of tray and those kind of plates and those kind of cups and saved the food, put the food. The husband was just sitting in the, in, in the, on the dining table and wondering, Madam, what is it now? If there is a problem, we can, she did not say a word. She brought the food and keep on the table. The husband was still trying to appease her. 
And the story has it, when she brought the last element on the table, she knelt down and said, man of God, my house is in turmoil. Please save me. And in that anointing, that instant, the man of God prayed for her. And from that minute and from that day, her house began to open. Why was it closed before now? It was closed because the woman of God says, each time I will see my husband in the pulpit, I will say, is it not this man, me and you, we're parting today now? Why are you saying, raise up your hand? Why am I raising up my hand? Is it not you? We quarrel before we came here. Is it not you again? Praise God. Human beings that you see have different dimensions. The dimensions that you, that you promote is a dimension that will work for you. Your father is your prophet. Your father is your father. Your father is your king. Your father is your leader. But you will only receive the father's reward because that is the only side you excel. That is the only side you promote. That is the only side you reward. If you celebrate the prophetic grace and say, Father, please, today you are my daddy. Please pray for me. You also receive the prophetic reward. Praise God. I want to move because I was one. <laughs> Sorry, ma. The next reason why we will not always receive or celebrate grace is because of human beings are blind to greatness. This is very, I, I think I wrote this because of Aquaibom State. Aquaibom State, young people, we have a peculiar thing with us. We close our eyes to greatness. Whether you like it or yes, there will be people that will be greater than you. And there will be people that you'll be greater than. It is not a weakness to celebrate someone that is greater than you. And to communicate it and say, oh, this person, you are better than me. It is not a weakness. But in our state, we fail to do that. Young people, we fail to celebrate grace. We fail to celebrate greatness, rather. You will come into this garden like this and someone will see me talking like this. You will say, what is this one even saying? What is this one saying? In this preaching, I used to preach some 20 years ago. Now, let me just sit down here. what he will say. You see that attitude, it will destroy you. You come in like this, and maybe you are, you are the choir leader, you are the choir leader, and you are just coming in, and you saw maybe one person had already taken charge to do things, and this person you know is a wonderful person, but maybe out of your envy, you do not want this person to grow. You want to trample the person. And, hey, come and sit down, come and sit down. You see that attitude, it will destroy you. Anytime we see greatness, we fail to recognize and celebrate it. When you, whether you like it or yes, every around you, you will see people that are great, people that are doing great things. You will see, you want, you see a woman that maybe, for example, I usually tell this out. Anytime I come here, I will say, let's celebrate this out, mother. It is not easy to mother all of us without any input from anybody. And you want to be a leader, and you are sitting down here, and you have never sold for one day into our life. May God help you. It is not easy to lead. I'm telling you the gospel truth. If you have led before, you will know it's not easy to lead five. Talk less of this multitude and they are still gathering without any rancor. Even if there is a rancor, you, you, will never, you, know, you, you will not hear of it. And you want to lead people. And you have never for one sold into our life. And you want to be a mother. I'm talking to young girls now. You, you want to be a mother. And you have never for one day sold into our life. I don't mean give her money. There, there are some days I go to her house and see some young ladies here helping out. Those are the things. Go to our house. Say, Mom, I want to come and honor you today. Stay there and wash her plate for two weeks. She did not need to pray for you. All the graces that is on her head, you have, you have taken it. There's a time that one Udonwa, the owner of microfinance, is a redeemed Christian Church of God member, is our men's fellowship leader. I went to a kid and that woman was talking some things and was just there discussing things. And I saw greatness in this man. If you know Medellin Waters, Medellin Group of Companies, the owner. And I, 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 I was saying, how can I communicate? How can I save so into this man so, so fast? Because 
If you want greatness, if you want money, so into someone that has money. That portion of the Bible that we, that we read, Hebrews 7 verse 7 says, with that contradiction, the less is blessed of the greater. I am telling you, without any contradiction, someone that has higher anointing will, will give unto you the one that has less anointing. Without contradiction, God is saying, I mean, if I cannot change it, anyone that has higher will, re, will give unto the one that has less. When I knew these scriptures, it is very stupid for me to carry my money, if I want money, to go and sow into the life of someone that I'm rich no the bible says without contradiction the lesser sorry the higher the greater is 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 going to reap from the sorry the lesser is going to reap from the higher without any contradiction so if you want greatness if you want money it is behovering for you to look at people that has money so into their lives sowing does not mean you have to go and put money if you have money please put if you don't have money please go to their houses and save them the word of god says you will save me and i will bless your brother you must start from saving so as I was talking about that man, I was looking for ways I can so I went and I just looked for ways. I could not meet him and I asked my pastor about his number. I called him, okay, till now the man of God has not refused to give me the number. What I wanted to do was that I wanted to tell him, sir, anytime you have a designing job, any computing job, please give me, I will do it. And with all my heart, I wanted and still want to do it with free of charge. There is no way I will sue to him consistently for about a year that I will not reap everything. Some people you see are too mysterious. People are walking, walking, walking ordinances of graces. When you see a man, please don't envy the man. There is something walking for him. Look at that thing and study and be like it. Praise God. What I am saying is, in essence, please don't be blind to greatness. When you see a great person, please recognize the person, celebrate the person, you will get it. Praise God. Praise God. We have already on 13 minutes because I've been warned. Let me close there. Praise God. What I am saying today is that we have to honor people. And most of these people you have, we will see and meet and need to honor. They will not be children of God. But if you want their graces, you have to honor them. You have to recognize them. You have to celebrate them. And as you do this, it is a law. You will not need any iota of prayer. God will also honor you. Please, can we be on our feet? Most high God of heavens.
grace not to be blind to greatness. Grant me the grace, oh Lord, that when I see men, I will descend men. I will descend greatness and celebrate greatness. When I see greatness at any time, I will celebrate greatness. But move your mouth. It is not about age. The greatness that you see can be in a someone very Grant me the grace to celebrate greatness. Grant me the grace to practice honor. Grant me the grace to honor me. And so our Heavenly Father, we thank you because you are God. We thank you because you sent your word and you healed them. Father, we believe and we have trusted that this word has gone out and has ignited passion in the lives of men. Father, may this word not stand against them in judgment. you more and more. Not only celebrating you, celebrating the impact of men in their lives. And at the end, Father, because it is a law, or not their world in their lives in the name of Jesus. And let only your name alone might be revealed, now and even forevermore. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you were blessed by that ministration, I would like you to celebrate. 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 Hallelujah.